Pastor Brent Locker. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Uh, you know, um, if you're wondering how, how biblical that is, that Suzanne wants to roar like a lioness. Numbers, 24. Excuse me, Numbers 23, verse 24 says, For here is a people like a lioness rising, poised like a lion to spring. That's what the Lord says. That's one of the definitions of who we are. So um, I have no idea. Do you know what's going on, Jim? Why it's popping all the time? It's way off me. All right. Well, we'll try it for a while. All right. Is this on already, too? I'm wondering. Oh. Tell me to put it as close as possible. But. So, you know what, Jim? I think you're going to have to manually do it because I don't know what's wrong. So, thank you. Um, so, here's the deal. Tonight, tonight we're going to um, talk about vision. Um, this is going to be a family night. I mean, every night's a family night at Blazing Fire for sure. But tonight, we want to talk about vision and uh, we want to talk about um, the passion of why we're here specifically at this time at this place in history. And um, in a little bit, I'm going to have the elders come up, and each one of them, each of the seven elders, uh, myself being one of them, we're all going to share a little bit of our hearts. We're going to conclude tonight with uh, communion. And um, while we, uh, we're going to have the elders serving communion, and any of the, the youth that want to, uh, wildfire youth uh, that want to pray for people, um, we're, I'm going to have you guys off to this side praying for people after they come through to get communion. And then all of you wild animal back from Bethel types um, <laughs> over this way. So, um, so that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do later on, okay? Um, so I'm just giving you a heads up warning um, in a good way. So let me just start by telling you this, that uh, nine, uh, Blazing Fire started nine years ago, a little over nine years ago. And um, it started uh, because, well, it was all God's doing, but it started because uh, my, myself and Suzanne, we had a hunger for God that was so big and so deep and and uh, we had to go after him no matter what the cost we had to have his presence and uh, what we decided is lord we we're gonna we're going to do what you want we're going to have a place where where people have freedom to experience you and uh, whether people understand that or not is that's not our problem um, we're going to go after you and we're going to invite those along who who also want his presence
And um, what, what I found out pretty early on is you cannot have a place of his presence unless Holy Spirit, who we just talked about, who's a real person, unless he has freedom to move. If he doesn't have freedom to move, it's like this. It's like, it's, it would be like you as, as, a, as a child saying um, to your parents, I want to go, I want to go, uh, you know, let's go drive to the snow. Let's go, let's go someplace fun. Let's go to Disneyland. And the parents are saying, okay. And the kid says, oh, but I want to drive. And they're like, well, that's not going to work. Um, he's like, well, I want to drive. And they're like, okay. Well, since you're insisting... Um, here you go. You get to sit in the driveway with the car in park, not turned on, and just pretend like you're driving. Um, and you're just going to see what you're going to see, which is the end of the driveway and back. And um, that's about what we can do if we don't give Holy Spirit permission to drive. We can't go to the places we want to go to unless he is truly in having the control to go to take us where we want to go. And so at, at one point in my life, even though I knew Jesus for a long time, I met this person, Holy Spirit, and I'm telling you, everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed. He's just as real as Jesus, just as real as the Father. You got to know, you got to know, Holy Spirit, you really do. And once I got to know him, then I began to experience the presence in ways I had never experienced before. It got me really hungry. I went all over the country trying to find it everywhere I could, and it was all really good experiences. And then at one point, the Lord said, Son, everything you're looking for, you have. Everything you want, this is for every person in this room, everything you are desperately longing for, you have right here. You don't have to go very far. But you do have to get to know the Lord. You have to uh, get to know his presence. While Suzanne, and I will tell you this, if you're thinking, okay, so, you know, I didn't get to go to that, that conference up at Bethel, so did I miss out? No. <laughs> Everywhere you are, the Lord is. And so while they were off at, at Bethel, I actually, the last couple of days, was spending some amazing time worshiping on the keyboard, just weeping in his presence. And a lot of it was what we were just doing earlier, this Thanksgiving of, wow, God, you've been so faithful. You're so faithful. You're so faithful. And as he tenderizes my heart, I, honestly, I don't have a care in the world. Not a care in the world as I'm just sitting there worshiping him. But it does, it requires that heart that's not, you're not looking inward at your own feelings of inadequacy or fear or oh no, or whatever the things that start to grip you, you lose all of that as you start to look. It was still inward, but as you're looking at him and you're looking at his beauty, you're looking at his sufficiency, you're looking at his promises, that's what changes you. That's what changes you. So we started Blazing Fire and we said we have to have a place that, that nurtures the presence of the Lord because that's the one thing that changes us. And that's what we found. You know, over the years, we've, we've, we've seen thousands of people come through. And, and really, probably there are a thousand different stories of people who have been set free in different ways by finally experiencing the real presence of a real God who is radically, wildly, passionately in love with you. Once you get that, your life changes forever. Say anything yet? Oh, this, this is where we are, by the way. We have long since left the edge. 
There, there is absolutely no turning back. I assure you, where they are diving to, there's water underneath, not rocks. I assure you of that. That's what, this is what the Lord blesses. This is what faith is. It's saying there is no plan B. What, what else is there? Aside from his presence, really, honestly, what else is there? What, are, what else are we expecting, you know, from life? From his presence will come all kinds of things like purpose in life, you know, uh, loving other people and beginning to impact others for him. There's all kinds of purpose in it, but everything flows from his presence. And this is, this is it. It's like, God, I'm going. I'm going in. I don't know. I don't know exactly uh, the temperature of the water, but it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And that's what we decided nine and a half years ago. We were actually up at Bethel. We were in a conference. I, don't, uh, I think Cleddy Keith was speaking that time. And they were talking about pushing all of your chips to the middle of the table. And Suzanne and I, uh, we, we got on the floor. We were on our, on our knees with the, uh, in front of the Lord and just bawling and bawling and bawling until probably until, you know, things were dripping from my nose on the floor, kind of bawling. <laughs> well, not Suzanne, but me. And uh, because, because he had so gripped our hearts and we had to go. And we, we, started, uh, in a, we started in a living room, uh, very humble beginnings. A lot of times when you make up your mind to go after God and you're expecting huge fireworks and all of a sudden, you know, well, if I really go after God, then I'm going to have this huge ministry. You know what? He's, he's not even interested in the ministry. He's interested in your heart. He wants you. And, and once you give yourself to him, he's going to begin to orchestrate your life. And it won't, it, it doesn't usually start out with a big, huge bang. Like it, he says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. He wants to show you your heart. He wants to show you uh, that your heart really is after him. And sometimes that takes a while. And the more your heart is after him, then he says, good. Now I can trust you with a little more and a little more and a little more. But he's after your heart. And he want, he's after your character development more than anything. More than anything. We're just like, man, give me the, you know, give me the horse, let me ride. And, that's, and it's very appropriate. We need to be doing great things in the Lord. Him through us. But I'm just telling you, there is a process of, of coming to that place where everything that's yours truly is now in his service. And he says, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mold you. I'm going to make you look just like my son in ways that are going to astound you. So come on in deeper. Let's keep spending that time together because my presence is the one thing that changes you. That's what he says. So, anything yet? Okay. Suzanne's going to jump in at times. Um, so when we were up at this conference, um, not the conference, I'm sorry, when we were up at the uh, elders a month ago, all the elders were, were gone here on a Saturday night. It was the night that Bill Hernandez preached, and I heard it was hilarious, and uh, as well as amazing, amazing and wonderful. And um, so we, we were up about a, a month ago worship, uh, worshiping the Lord. Uh, we do a lot of, when we get away, we do a lot of worshiping. We do a lot of just sitting before God and listening. Um, and and uh, as we were worshiping, at the end, um, I began to pray, and it led into another one of these times of remembering. Um, I want to tell you this is hugely important to God. 
that you remember. The, one of the reasons why we get discouraged in life is because we forget his faithfulness. We're, we're looking so short-sighted and we're saying, God, where are you? And he says, oh, you know what? I haven't changed. My nature, my character hasn't changed. In order for you to remember what that nature is, look back at this time and this time and this time and see what I did. So here's some of the things that came out that night, that day. And, and uh, different ones were praying these out loud. I won't necessarily read all of them. There's a lot of them. But we, I, I started by saying, Lord, thank you for taking the dreams that had burned. Because I, I, I just had dreams that were all shattered when I, started, when I started this church. I said, thank you for taking those dreams that had burned up and bringing the ashes to life. For trusting me again when I did not trust myself. Thank you for a soulmate. Suzanne, who was willing to come along in the journey, pushing our chips to the middle of the table, being the ship to break through the ice, all by grace. And then uh, different people started chiming in. So different ones, different elders were praying different things. But thank you, Lord, for the people that are still drawn to the fire. A deep hunger continues. Thank you for the previous leaders, uh, elders, Dan and Amy and Carla, who helped to shape the vision that was, that was in my heart and Suzanne's heart. Thank you for the influence of Bethel at just the right time. We had, we had leaders. We found our spiritual fathers and leaders that cheered us on. Thank you, God, for countless healings. We, uh, countless healings. In the, I, I honestly, hundreds and hundreds of healings uh, through the years. I can't remember them all. I do remember a, a, a girl that got her eyesight back. I remember Lonnie Longley with her hips. Remember that? And all of a sudden, running around the room. Um, gosh, so, there are way too many to remember. Uh, thank you, Lord, for lessons of grace along the way. And, and what we meant by this is, is, honestly, we were really, and we still are sometimes, really misunderstood um, along the way by other churches, other Christians who kind of think we're pretty out there and weird. And um, I don't know where they get that. But you know, we, God taught us through this. He taught us to learn to give grace and to love back instead of returning stones or anger. And uh, he was changing our hearts to be like his. I remember uh, so many times where we've had shouts of, of shouting, shouting, shouting praise to God that would last five, ten minutes that, that was completely orchestrated by the Lord. It wasn't a worship leader that said, come on, you guys, let's yell. It was just everybody at the same time, spirit just moving in us and filling us, and we couldn't help ourselves. Um, thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for... Sozo, so many people being healed and set free. Thanks for Doug Addison coming at just the right time and getting us on the street. Thank you for a loving, accepting family that so many people have found affirmation from. Thank you that our kids, our children are valued and encouraged to dream. Thank you for the synergy of all these great people, power-packed, glory-filled people. Thank you for teaching us covenant relationships to be in this for somebody else's best helping us to stand and stay in the game. Thank you for all the churches that opened their doors to us along the way. Thank you for faithful provision, every financial and otherwise, every time we needed it, always, always, always. Thank you when we got to worship in the park in the middle of Pleasanton. 
Thank you for the mutual honor that we've learned. Thank you, God, that your presence is always here. Do you know I, I, I have not? This is the honest truth. I, I've been a pastor for 20 years. You can do the math, you know, 11 years before Blazing Fire. Longer? Longer than that, if you consider internships and all that kind of stuff. And so, but I've been an ordained pastor for 20 years. And uh, you know what? There were a lot of days where I, I went home kind of a little bit discouraged or depressed as a pastor. That's not good. But I can tell you that's not happened here at Blazing Fire. I can't remember a single time leaving here being disappointed. I can't. Because, because when the goal is his presence and when he is there, that's it. That's your winning combination right there. There's, there's no room for discouragement when that happens. So thank you, God, for what lies ahead and what you have accomplished. Thank you for the things that didn't happen that you protected us from. I could tell you a lot of those stories. And what, we, what has been settled in our hearts has impacted thousands of lives already and a whole lot more to come. You want to? Yeah. Um, go ahead. Um, at, the, at the same retreat, um, Russ was leading worship one morning, and, um, and he took me down memory lane because he started singing hymns, and then he started singing some vineyard songs, and then some songs that we have sung here you know and so i'm going down memory lane and i am seeing the um the various congregations that brent and i have been a part of whether or not he's been pastor there or not and faces hearts spirits just came flooding into my memory of um you know all these people that uh that we have known, all these amazing people. Yeah, sometimes, you know, there were some rough spots, but you know what, for the most part, they're amazing people. We all are amazing people. And so, um, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, but I just recently, just right now, just did a prophetic act, and I walked around the room. And uh, does anybody, can anybody guess why I would walk around the room like that? Just, uh, victory to some degree. You know what? I was schmoozing with the saints. I walked around this room schmoozing with the saints. I worked this room. Every single one of you in this room is a saint. You are a child in the kingdom. Come on. And it's an amazing journey to be on. Um, one of the things that hit me in the car, we were talking, um, just, it came up about, oh my gosh, you mean I could have met you back at such and such conference back in 1999? And it's like, we were all there or something, you know? We were like, where were you sitting? No, I remember you there. And I, I could have met you then, you know? But, but we are here now. And whether you're here for a day for tonight only, or whether you're here to help build, the, the heart has always been that we hold you here like this 
to bless whoever comes through the door. Amen. And so that, is, that was one of the, uh, the characteristics of Blazing Fire was to, to welcome you all in. And, um, and so when you come into this house, as we create this house, as this house is being built, you know, just know that from the head on down, we know that we're already schmoozing with saints, okay? And I can have an attitude about that. That's why I told John Paul earlier, I said, yes, he is a leader, you know? He is. You guys are all saints, absolutely, every single one of you. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. That's Amen. what we're building. We're building his kingdom Amen. with saints. Say it now. Say it loud. I am a saint. I am a saint. That is right. The reason for the picture is the, is the stones of remembrance that, that Israelites, when something amazing, what God would do something amazing for them, he would say, I want, you to, I want you to build a remembrance in stones. Don't forget this place. Build an altar here. So whatever that means for your life. But when God does something amazing, at the very least, write it down in your journals. It's amazing what you think you will not, rem- you will not forget, and then you do. You need to remember these things because you have to go back. Just this last week also when Suzanne was away, the Lord, the Lord had me go back and read my journal for about the last two years. It was amazing. And, I, and, I, and even in the last two years, there were a lot of things I had forgotten. I'm like, I am so glad I wrote this down because he is so good. So, um, oh. so uh, when we were up there, we talked about a little bit about Blazing Fire's own place. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. We're not going to talk long about this, but, but you, so in the last nine years, we have migrated and migrated and migrated and migrated and migrated. Some of you have been with us through many of those stops. We've been to all uh, four, four cities uh, in the Tri-Valley. We've, we've been to probably about eight different churches, including the park in the, in the middle of Pleasanton uh, one summer, which was quite amazing. And, uh, and so more for the last several years, God's been putting it on our hearts big time to pray for, to expect, to ask for our own place. And um, it's, it's different when he tells you to ask for it. There's a different spirit about that. And uh, w- one of the things that came forth uh, from our elder team is that, is that God wants a place where he can be himself. And, uh, and, and so this is a picture of Vintage Hills in Pleasanton. You all know, if you've been around for a while, we were we were uh, seriously looking at this place. We were starting to walk down a road of possibly leasing the, that, that big spot there. And, and in, a, in a nutshell, the, the city just put a big, big old um, no-go zone in front of us um, because it wasn't zoned for a church, and they weren't interested in doing that. You know, God could change their hearts, no, no question. But, but, uh, um, but I will tell you this, that hasn't changed our uh, resolve to declare what God has put in our hearts to declare. And so we continue to look for places. We are looking at several buildings uh, uh, still, including a really big one in, on Sunol Boulevard. There's a lot of places that we're looking at. Um, I will just say this, that, um, that our, our focus truly is not on a building. Our focus is on the Lord. That's what keeps us sane through all this. That's why, that's why we're not even discouraged. 
Really not, uh, because our eyes are on the Lord. He, he's got us. But we are expecting some kind of major supernatural miracle that's going to happen through this. Just because of the economy, there are more and more um, incredible deals out there. There really are. You just kind of have to be in the right place at the right time. And I know the God that does that. You just heard that story about a, a flat tire. And that's what that story is all about. God putting you at the right place at the right time, having the right people around you. He has to orchestrate those things. You can't make those happen. So um, that's totally what we're expecting. And um, in the meantime, did you want to say any more about that? Yeah. All right. So again, up at the, up at the conference, they were, uh, Bob Jones was telling us, you know, that a billion people are going to come into the kingdom. A billion people. That is what, 12 zeros? Is that 12 zeros after one? Okay, whatever it is. Something Nine. like that. Nine. That's a lot of zeros. That's a lot of people. And um, at one point, he turns to the leadership team at Bethel, and, okay, there's 1,400 people at this particular conference, and Bob Jones just says, you guys better get ready for a quarter of a million. <laughs> the, the administrators, like, of the conference is like, what? It's like, right, Tim? What would we do with that, right? <laughs> anyway, okay, a quarter of a million at Bethel. Okay, even if we get a 3,000 in a day, okay? So Lord, okay, Lord, what, what do you want to do with that? And so I was, I was asking the Lord, I'm like, Lord, you know, and, and there were times when I was like, Lord, we're, we're doing okay. You know, there, we, other churches have been gracious to us. And, um, and we've had, we've been able to minister to so many. And, um, and I'm thinking, we're doing okay, Lord. Do, you know, because I was getting antsy. I was like, well, do, do we really need our own place? We're, it's okay, it's okay. And, um, and then when he, they talked about a billion souls. And then Chris talked about family about us being family, you know, and I, he might have been specifically talking about Bethel being a family, but okay, so I brought it down to little, to, to blazing fire, and I talked, and I was thinking, okay, Lord, what about our family, you know, and when you think of a home, what do you think of? Some place to, um, to be yourself, to uh, rest your head, to eat good food, um, to bring your friends, and that part hit me. I was like, oh, wow, Lord. It's time. It's time for us to have our own place because this company of saints right here who have been set free, who know who they are in Christ, who know that they are a child of the king, a prince and a princess in the kingdom, they are going to bring their friends, those that they lead to the Lord. And don't be afraid of that. Step up to the plate, okay? Step up to the plate when that opportunity arises. And then you think, I want to bring my friends home, home. And I'm thinking, Lord, there's a lot of people here. We need a big home. And, you know, and I really, honestly, I haven't thought that big. 
I've thought, okay, we're, we're doing okay. And I haven't thought that big. But God, when, when Bob was talking a billion people, even if a little percentage of that trickled down, you know, to, to us, we need home for you guys to bring your friends so that we all learn about what this is to be a child of the king, to get everybody so secure in who they are and what power and authority that they walk in because, yes, we are going to kick some enemy butt, okay? We are, I can say that because Graham Cook said that too. He used that word. We are. And so, so I was like, okay, Lord, I had, I had to surrender that. I, said, I had to say yes all over again and say, say yes, Lord. I know Brent's been, Brent's been, he's, you know, we talk about this all the time. We are so in this together. But there's still part of me that was going, really? I can't, I can't imagine taking care of all of that, Lord. And I said, okay, God, we're going to jump off that cliff again. <laughs> we are going to jump off that cliff with you. It's always been with him. It's got to be God anyway, right? Always has to be God. But the kids got to have somewhere to bring their friends home because we do. Blazing Fire has a place in this body. It has a place. And I, and I am confessing that because I was thinking, you know, okay, well, we're, we're just another church. Yes and no. Yes and no. You know, this, this church right here, a billion people, you bet they're going to be reaching out to other people too. And they're going to be touching them. And every single place that we've been at, the same is going to happen. It is going to grow. The kingdom is going to grow. And we also have something to offer the body of Christ. All those people that you touch, that you bring home here, they're going to they're gonna learn kingdom. They're going to learn what it is to walk like a, like a child of the king, but also a prince or a princess. They're going to get healed. We're going to go out. I mean, what? We are literally the church without walls. Literally, right? You know, we dare. It, it, early on, it was like, and kind of still is, it was like, we're the dare you to find us church. Right? I mean, how many of you heard by word of mouth, oh yeah, it's over there somewhere, and then you get lost because we're not there anymore, we're somewhere else. So, you know, so with that adventurous spirit, you guys, I mean, Blazing Fire was born with that adventurous spirit, so we're on an adventure. We are so on an adventure, you know, to the depths, to the depths of who we are and to the heights of God's spirit. Oh my gosh, is this an adventure or what? <laughs> and, and we've got amazing people to help us get there. We're gonna get there, you guys. And I'm just not talking about my generation. I'm talking about you guys too over here, the youth and the ones that aren't represented and the little babies over there. My little mwahs over there, wherever they are. We're all going there, and this, it's, it's just going to grow because you guys are going to grow it. You guys are the saints. You guys are the ones bringing in those billion, okay? Amen. This little box 
for I don't know, however, a year or more, we've had up here, it says Blazing Fire's own place. It's in red. That's what distinguishes it from the other two boxes that are just uh, offering boxes, regular offering boxes. And in that year, I don't know, a couple months ago, we, we passed the $100,000 mark of what, of what people have contributed, which is awesome. Awesome, awesome. We, we, we need a lot, lot more than that. And that was awesome. And it's, it's awesome that you guys are so, um, you know, so with us and giving, and we appreciate that. And it's still going to take a miracle. You know what I mean, it's all God, right? It's got to be God. That's the way anything happens in our life. It has to be God. Um, I'm going to try to pick this pace up a little bit. Otherwise, no, no, it's me, too. Because uh, I want to hear from all of our elders, too. So that was just an inside picture because we don't know what the outside looks like. So that's just showing you we're going to be ministering to people. It's going to be a place of his presence. Um, Suzanne just said this, but you, what we realized more and more, I know that we all know this is true, but we, we are the church. You, you, I know you all know this by now. The church is not a building. Uh, when you get a building, that does not make you a church, you know? We, we are the church because we're the body of Christ. Here, here it is. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are his building. 1 Corinthians 3.9. You also like living stones. This is saying after Jesus being the chief cornerstone. It says you also, you, you little Christ ones, you are like living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's 1 Peter 2.5. And then here it says another one. You surely know that your body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. The Spirit is in you and is a gift from God. You are no longer your own. 1 Corinthians 6.19. So, so we are the church. So why, you know, why, why do we need a building? Well, I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. One, we don't. You know what I'm saying? We don't need a building to be the church. We already have been for the last nine years. That's going to continue whether we have a building or not. So why would we, why do we believe God has said, now it's my time for you to have a home of your own? Well, in order to answer that, we're going to have different ones of the elders come up because when we started talking about people, when you talk about um, a place, you're going to start talking about how, how high do you want the ceiling? How many rooms do you want? Th- that's great, but that's, that's kind of boring. Um, that's not going to define your church. What, what we're looking for, what, what we want is to impact the world, starting with this region, the way that the Lord has asked us to, unique to us. And it isn't just our vision. Every one of you that comes starts to add to that vision. And so I want you to hear from the elders their hearts on this because once we started talking about people and what we see in the future, oh my goodness, you know, that, that's vision. And vision changes you. Vision just causes everything to get excited in you. Once we see vision, here is our vision in case you haven't read it or known it. We are passionate lovers of God who are joyfully experiencing his goodness. We are fueling grace-based regional transformation as an equipping a kingdom equipping resource center, and we are sending people to change the world. In other words, we're not trying to hang on to everybody to see how big we can grow our church. It's about the kingdom. How can we get, how many people can we get moving into their destinies for the sake of the kingdom? Here's um, a little bit more on vision. Graham Cook, that's Graham Cook, in case you haven't seen him. He's actually going to be here in this room, God willing. The plan is on April 2nd. 
Um, so just over a month away, um, it will be packed that night, I guarantee you. Um, and so I wanted to, he, uh, this is a, just a 90-second uh, clip on a little bit on vision and on who we are and the difference we're going to make. So just listen to Graham. You must see in the Spirit. Enlightenment begins with a vision of something or someone that causes an increase of faith and vitality. Your emerging identity has a vitality and a beauty that is irresistible to me. It's my bride emerging. She lives in such deep affection in my heart. And that shapes her personality and identity. She has all the permissions of love bestowed on her. My intentions are my permissions. Call yourself up to a new place of permission granted. In this new persona, everyone around you will be influenced by my passion for you. As my warrior princess, you will live as you should in me before men. People will be confronted by my majesty when they see you living as the beloved. This is why his presence does lead to transformation. It, it isn't, we are not simply here for his presence alone, though that would be enough. Let me assure you of that. That would be enough. But his presence not only transforms you, it actually rocks the world around you for that reason. Everyone around you will be influenced by my passion for you when they know that you're a loved one, a beloved, and they're going to be confronted by my majesty when they see you living as the beloved. So, um, I'm just saying again, the passion, the presence, it changes us and it will change the relationships around you once you finally agree with the Lord's passionate heart for you. How do you do that? You continue to agree even when you don't feel it, even before you're feeling it. You're saying no to the thoughts of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, God's disappointed with me, and you start repeating the truth God, you love me. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. It is a work of grace, so ask for the Holy Spirit's help. God, help me get this. Holy Spirit, help me to get this, how passionate you are for me. So here we go. We're going to hear from our, our elders. Um, and... When we were on our retreat... Uh, we also more clearly defined uh, a couple years ago, we, we had put some structure in place. Both of the couples, like Todd and Karina, were over things. And uh, each couple you're going to meet, you know, myself and Suzanne and Russ and Susan and then Lonnie, each one was over certain areas. And when we realized really individually, although we share some things with our spouse, we also individually are, are involved in other areas. And so I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to go through all these because we don't have the time tonight, but Todd Lout is over worship, oversees worship, uh, and all of our worship teams, the Wildfire Youth, our Consumed Young Adults group, uh, the Gathering of the Family events, 
um, intercession and technical support. So, Todd, share a little bit of your heart with us. Vision, right? Okay. So, just real quick, just to set the stage, I've asked all of them to share, again, the vision that we shared up at our retreat about what we see, especially with people when we're looking into the future. Uh, I see... I see a lot of things. Uh, I'll share just a couple with you. Uh, just a brief uh, history on, on, on youth pastoring here. When uh, Pastor Brent asked me to, to do this, we were up in Reading, and I, 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 was, I had a hotel room, and, and um, I went there. I was by myself, and I went in there to pray and ask God, you want me to youth pastor? I, I, I youth pastored many, many years ago, uh, and I thought that was it. <clears throat> and have have been to Missouri and Texas living there since and um so this was a shock uh so I asked I asked the Lord in this hotel room and he um ah he just started showing me a lot of vision that night about things that I haven't physically seen yet uh but one of these things was an army of teenagers lots and lots of teenagers with musical instruments in their hands and uh and I saw this so clearly uh, <laughs> and, and, and in that process, God told me, you know, yes, say yes to this. And so uh, we've, we've got a, an awesome, amazing youth group. We've got a lot of musicians there, uh, artists. Uh, we, we um, well, I won't go on about that. You already know this. But I want to share with you a vision I saw then, and I'm only just now sharing after, after six years uh, after seeing this. I just shared it with the youth group recently. Uh, but there's a, there's a thing that I see where the teenagers uh, have a place, and it's probably in our big building altogether, but I've actually been going to an empty building in Dublin and using it as a point of prayer for years now. And it's, it's been empty for years. And I go there and I pray over this place and I look inside the windows and, and I see what I'm about to tell you. Uh, so it's been kind of fun and cool. Um, but I'm looking in there and I see, I see how everything is set up. And there's, there's teenagers counseling other teenagers, praying over, over them uh, in the lobby area. And, this, and it has all these little neat seating areas that are really private, kind of, kind of private. Um, and, and, uh, I, I, I see some really deep counsel going on, but it's teenagers doing it for other teenagers, teenagers that know who they are telling other teenagers who they are, you know? And, uh, and behind this wall of this lobby, I, there's a whole recording studio area back there. It has a soaking room in it, too, so that you can just soak in the Lord and get a download and go record it right there, you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, but off to the right, I see there's a whole room, and this is, this is uh, our youth group sanctuary, I guess. Uh, but I see it. It's tiered. The, the, the platform is down below, and it's, it's very tiered going down to it. Each step though is is uh it's about from here to here it's really wide like you can dance on each step you know and there's cushions on them and that's the seating and the steps 
<clears throat> and I see teenagers in there already. As I, I, I really see this when I, when I stand there at the door, physically stand there. And I see these teenagers doing homework in there. This is all ours. This isn't just our Monday night meeting. This is all the time. Teenagers are doing homework in there. And, and while I'm standing there, there's other teenagers parking their cars behind me. And uh, they get out of their cars, and I see these boys holding guitars by the neck, and colors are coming up out of the guitars. And they come up past me, and they go into this area where the kids are doing homework. And they just, some of them go down to this platform and just set up guitars, and they just start playing, and it's, uh, and, and, and just worshiping. Some of the kids doing homework, they just stand up and just start worshiping God. Some continue doing homework. Uh, and, and the band is kind of building a little bit, and they just go at it, and it's so anointed. And one kid gets up and starts just praying out, and they're singing it. Now, what I'm telling you sounds like IHOP, you know, like the house of prayer. Um, and it is similar, except that this is what I see. I, I can't even describe how it's just the, 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 the way the kids are going at just going at their time to do this is the most casual thing. It's just like, yeah, this is what we do, you know, and, and they go in and, um, and it's very urban like though. And, uh, and I, I, I can't even explain it, but I see this is wildfire, which our youth group is called right now. Uh, and I just told this to the youth group and I said, get ready because you guys are all the ministry team for this place that we're seeing here, you know? And, uh, and so, <clears throat> so that's a vision. Now, the cool thing is I share this with our pastor and a lot of pastors, I think I- I'm assuming would think that sounds like a whole separate ministry. I don't know. You know, like that sounds like you're, you're causing a church split or something. And I told Brent and he goes, yes, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a vision I see for this youth group. It's not just that I saw it once. I see it all the time, uh, and I, I see it every single day. And I see it when I'm standing at this building that I pray over all the time. Um, so this is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or 10 years from now or what, but it's absolutely going to be. And God is, God is setting some things up for it. One more thing I wanted to share, uh, too, um, just this w- well, for, for quite a while, there's been some of you here that have said, oh, you guys, your worship team, you know, you, you should record live, live worship here. And I'm, I go, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. But this weekend, um, when we were in our electric-less place, uh, um, we had, I, I set up an iPod for our kids to paint on a wall there where we were, um, uh, that sounded weird. I didn't set them. I, they're not going to paint my iPod. I set up an iPod with some worship music on it, and they were painting a wall <laughs> uh, while that was going on. It was Bethel's, Bethel's brand new worship CD that came out last week, which I highly recommend. Amazing. <clears throat> but I was in there listening to it, and all of a sudden, that whole vision came to me so strong. Boom! Blazing Fire needs to put out worship CDs. And... uh. And we need a place to do that too. And and you 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 really do. You need you need a place that you can park it and and wire things up instead of just one night. Um, so I see that too. We also have uh, we also have a college group called Consumed here that 
I see, I, I see in the future intertwining with what I just told you. But, but right now, it's, it's separate groups, and um, it's dynamic. And they're, they're already having some miracles there. And um, it's pretty new. But um, this is the type of thing that I see. And I, I have a really huge belief for buildings. I've never claimed one. I don't even own my own house yet. But for years, I've been, but I've been I, I don't know, my faith for buildings is outrageous. So it's easy to see these things for me. Okay. So, um, so next is Karina Laut, and Karina, uh, as uh, one of our elders, oversees our preschool, our uh, sword bearers, grade school children, uh, also with Todd, oversees the wildfire youth, uh, prophetic intercession, and our greeters. So, Karina, come and share a little bit of your heart. Okay. Yes, uh, as Suzanne talked about, <laughs> talked about um, this year, the, what I was getting for Blazing Fire at the beginning of the year is I just got this focus on the family so strong, and it's such a year for us in my heart, and you know, since you're all a part of this too, just focusing on the family, and I just see this expansion of the global family. It's not just blazing fires. God is teaching us all how to be family and how to love and cover and um, protect one another and how to believe the best about each other. He's, I just see this on such a global scale that God is just expanding our tent pegs as, as a family. Whoa, and, and it, I see... I'm such a seer. And so, you know, it's like when you start imagining and your imagination gets the best of you, it's like, oh my gosh, you just start to believe like this is my reality. Like there, I have these dreams and sometimes I think, oh, you know, but I know we really do go places in the spirit. And so I see, um, you know, pay attention. I, I like all of a sudden will start weeping or start just laughing, just doing these huge belly laughs over like these dreams. Um, like with human trafficking, I see victims of human trafficking. Oh, God just grips my heart. And so our intercessors, they're so awesome. They do these spirit spots for um, different leaders, pastors, teachers. And so my dream is to have in this building, which if you see it, you can have it. It's already, you know, it happens in the spirit realm first. So it's, it's already ours. So it's just, we're just the right timing. But I see this spirit spa where you know people go to whoa different stations and get their feet washed and their hands washed and they're just crowned with beauty and I see um, you know uh, young women that have been in prostitution and like I said victims of human trafficking coming and and we're just washing them and it's just like open to them all the time yes um, there was a conference recently for human trafficking and um, Condoleezza Rice was one of the speakers, and so they have all these different, you know, things that, that they have available for victims, and they're, but they're asking, okay, so we want 
church or not, you know, we want to hear what your part is. And so I'm like, yes, we are going to be an answer. We are going to be part of the solution. This, this could be our part where, where these women could come and they could be restored. And, um, oh, I have such a huge heart for, for people in same-sex relationships. Um, I don't like to say homosexuals because that's not their identity. But just coming, and um, I see, you know, I do one person at a time. I've already done this, asking for forgiveness on behalf of Christians for the way they've been treated and God just restoring. But I see myself just like, oh, with like a stadium full and just being able to release forgiveness. And um, so, yes, God's doing it. And you guys are all a part of this. You know, it's not just about what we the things we see we need you we need your vision we need you to build with us and to be a part of this and um, so yeah my heart is just family and really um, just expanding that and being being the answer to to teenagers in the tri-valley that you know struggle with suicidal thoughts and and going to the high schools and just being a place that they know oh I can send them over to blazing fire and God's gonna you know, they're going to get some counseling and healing and restoration. So, yes. Amen. Awesome. Uh, Next elder is Lonnie Ellis, who uh, oversees our equipping schools, uh, school of the prophet, school of the arts, school of worship, kingdom training. I'm actually speechless for the first time. Believe that one? Uh, <laughs> that's rare. Wow, dreams do come true. Hey, guys. And that wasn't, that wasn't Walt Disney. That was God. You know, 10 years ago, I had some encounters with the Lord. And he showed me an equipping center where people were coming in, and they were being healed up. They were being trained up. They were being learned up. They were being activated and sent back out to the world, changing the world the way he wanted to be changed. And long ago, I met Blaze on Fire. We got the, the older elders before me. We got to sit down and talk over dinner one time, and they had the same vision. And bam, King Training was launched. First for our young adults, our, our kids. It was for kids. And today is a full-time school. Two years of being a full-time school, daytime. And we've seen some crazy, awesome things happening in the school. And now we're going to branch out to other schools now. We're going to have a School of the Arts coming in the future. Actually, in April, my wife's going to direct that, but she's not here now. My wife's going to direct the School of the Arts. Because God is into the arts. We're expecting a new renaissance, a Holy Spirit renaissance to hit the land again where the arts are coming back alive and the Holy Spirit is going to be on the people's lives in the secular communities. We're going to have a school of worship that me and Tyler finally started dialoguing about at the elders' advance, where people can come in, have a place to practice their gift before the Lord. And that they're going to be in the church, they're going to be in bars, they're going to be in clubs, and the Spirit of God is going to be on their music, and they're going to change lives and hearts. So we're, we're going to dialogue about that more. It's about getting people in here and knowing you're a son, knowing you're a daughter, knowing you're a prince and a princess, that you've been called to change the world, be a history changer and a world changer. Every one of us has been called with a, a specific destiny. So we're building these things together where people can come and have that happen to them. We have so many people in our school this year that are worshipers, worship leaders, and they're now stepping out and leading worship. They're now stepping out in front of this class in different venues and starting to do their thing because they came to a safe place where they weren't judged but loved. It said, you got the stuff. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. We're with you. 
So that's the kind of things we're doing. We're putting these schools together. That should have a school, but a place where you can come in safety, get healed up, get trained up, get learned up, get activated to get some spirit and go back out where you're called to go. We kick you back out and change the world because we're all world changers. And Lonnie didn't mention this, but, but this really does have a lot to do with the building. We don't, we, right now, um, you know, we rent other places, which is fine. You know, it's working out. We're, we're trying to say we're, we don't have lack, so we're not going to stop doing things because we don't want a building. But I'm telling you, there's a lot more that we want to do. Um, and and uh, night and day, a lot of different kinds of schools we want to have. The next is uh, Susan Folkler, who... Uh, <laughs> who leads our SOZO teams, our Destiny Direction, Outreach, and Missions. Well, when I was thinking about this, it's like, huh, SOZO and Outreach, that's interesting. But, you know, I remember um, some years ago hearing Bill Johnson say something about, I owe them an experience with God. And for me, that's the common theme here. I want everybody to have as much of an experience of God, whether it's inside the church or outside the church. And we do so, so it's, it's an inner healing and deliverance ministry. We do for the church. We do for anybody. Yeah, we do it mostly in my house <laughs> and in a few other people's houses with this amazing team that we... Um, minister to people and we help get them free because how many of you know we're all going from glory to glory and we all need help sometimes we go after God by ourselves in our quiet time and we get more of him that way but sometimes we need to pray for each other and help each other and that's kind of where Sozo comes in and um, so it's it's awesome and it it does it works inside the church with people who've been saved and it works even outside the church um, so, yeah, we look forward to the day where it's going to happen in a building somewhere, but it can happen anywhere. Like I've shared, it happens at my workplace a fair amount. It's happened out at Burning Man. It's happened at New Age festivals. So whatever it takes, God is so faithful, don't you know, to show up. And I want to encourage each and every one of you, because one of my deep passions is helping to unlock in each and every one of you, often through the process of Sozo and other revelations we get in him, unlock in you the fullness of who you are in God. And like we were hearing this week at the conference, each and every one of you contain the kingdom of heaven within. You are bigger. Is it Kim Clement that says we are bigger on the inside than we are on the outside? How many of you know that? And how many of you know that whole thing of intimacy is a process that's going to take Guess what? We get to experience that for eternity, ever getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, getting to know him, getting to know the fullness of who, the, who is this God that dwells within us. Oh, my goodness. That's each and every one of you. And I will tell you, when people get a taste of God, they want it over and over again. Every single one of you is a flame. We come together here Saturday night like this huge bonfire, but each one of you carry that torch home with you to your home, to your community, to your neighborhood, to your job, and you're carrying the torch of God. Each and every one of you is an evangelist in your own place. You're right? God is in you, invading wherever you live, and you may not feel like you're much of an evangelist. I have never felt like much of an evangelist. 
But when you get to look at, God, at somebody and just start loving on him, he just shows up. So each and every one of you have that capacity. And um, we haven't, we've done a little bit in terms of missions um, through Blazing Fire. We've gone to, to Israel a number of times. And I see in the future we're going to be doing more and more, carrying the core values of who Blazing Fire is out to the, our region, to the rest of the U.S., to the world. Because how many know the, the world is hungry to know they belong? The world is hungry to know they are sons and daughters. And you guys have caring so much as you get that revelation and realization. And we want to just be those who just, just get that message out, whether it's to other churches or whether it's through evangelizing. Because um, we're just very free. And as, like, Janie is going through global, um, global awakening, you know, we just want to bless all the streams of the body of Christ because we realize we are all sharing and partaking. We are all one body and one flesh doing this thing together called the kingdom of heaven on earth. So I want to bless each and every one of you, who you are becoming, becoming that person that lives from the core of your being in the fullness of God. Nice, nice, nice. Next we have Russ Folkler, who oversees regional home groups, benevolence, pastoral care and visitation, mentoring, communication, helping men get free, encouraging leaders, outreach and missions. <laughs> and in my spare time, I try and keep up with Susan. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you notice how these women that have come back from how, how on fire they are? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You rock, Suzanne. Wow. I, I, I got, I'm, this is out of turn, but hopefully I'll get some forgiveness. Uh, Brent had a dream, and it's just so true for both of them. So I just want to bless you with this. Where, where Suzanne is flying the jet. It's big. And Brent is launching people on their horses out of the plane into their... <laughs> and he's given supernatural strength to do that. And it, with joy, with great joy, people are being launched. And horses are symbolic of power and majesty. There's, we know there's horses in heaven, right? <laughs> Jesus is coming back. <laughs> riding a white horse yeah so anyway that was a little introduction for what's coming up later but uh we just i just love that wow <laughs> so um a little bit of my passion you've probably noticed one of it is, is part of it is home groups and um you know blazing fire is a really interesting place a lot of folks come from far away don't you you know a lot of folks aren't just aren't just local and and we want uh, we we want places all over the Bay Area that have that where people can just meet and experience God, where where they can grow in being a family, where they can practice in, uh, being supernaturally spiritual. You know the spiritual gifts, and that's what passion of mine is is for every 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 neighborhood. It doesn't have to be blazing fire necessarily, but every neighborhood would ha- will have homes where people can come and experience God. And uh, where the lonely are placed in families, where people are encouraged to grow, grow up into who, who they're called to be, to mature. 
and, uh, and then to go out and be ambassadors for Jesus on the earth. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. I think, he has, I think that's his passion. Yeah. Wow. And um, I, I, I heard from the dues that there is a, a church in Brazil, I think it's in Manaus, where there are, where basically there, it's a, it's a home, it's a home group church, and the leaders just show up on Sunday to meet together to get fired up to then go back and uh, and encourage their home groups, and there are, and there's like, I don't know, was it three thousand home groups or something like that, or more, or more, it was more. Brent saying more. Wow. So, so I. I and so I believe that may be where we're going too, where, where it's the, most of the life of the church is going to be in, in, in the neighborhoods, in the home groups. And, and, and we're going to come, but we're going to come together, you know, in, 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 uh, in large, larger worship and to receive the training, receive, receive the equipping, and then, to then go out. Wow. <laughs> and we also, I also have a passion for, um, for seeing uh, marriages strengthened. We're, Susan and I are leading a, 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 a secret um, married couples home group right now. <laughs> oh no! Well, it, it's what it is. Is it's closed. We, you know, you start. We we started out, and then you, we couldn't add more. But I, I'm, another passion is for me to see more married couples groups where married couples can go and and, and have their marriage strengthened, where they can learn how to relate to each other, how to maintain, how to grow and maintain a loving connection, and and further than that. Uh, uh, helping men get free. I want to see men and especially husbands get free, so they uh, to be who they are called to be. To to know that they don't have to use these destructive ways that all, a lot of men have been have been shown. You know, not in other words, not using anger, not using control, not not shutting down, not not hiding, but but being able to grow into the fullness of who they are as a son, and then then as a as a husband and a father. That's another passion of mine. God did that in me, so I, I believe he can do that with other men. <laughs> when, when he does it in you, that really gives you a lot of faith for that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, so those are, those are some, of, some of those things. Um, Susan talked about outreach. That's, we, we share a lot of passions. Our vision for this place of our own is also a place for people who don't yet know God but who want to will be able to come, where people, <laughs> people can, can go... Oh, I hear God is with you. I want to meet. I want to meet this one, and they'll be able to just come in, and hopefully, even eventually, you know, any time, just kind of come in, and there'll be people who can help explain this atmosphere of of the presence of the Father, this, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and and they'll just be play. And they may hopefully want to see many more. I'd love to have it be like Azusa Street, where they would sometimes see the fire <laughs> coming down from heaven and going up to heaven. You know, that would be a great sign, wouldn't it? <laughs> where can I find God? Well, you see that? You see, you see the fire going up and down over there? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's, another, that's a, another passion, desire of mine for God's presence to be so manifest that people would walk in and be transformed. Wow. And something that Todd shared with us not with the elders, but way back in the core group leaders, was actually he could see places where people could live in community also. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I grew up just at the end of the hippie movement. 
and there were actually Christian communities, and that's not up there, but I, I do feel like that's, that's one of the places we're heading to, too, is where, where we're, we're going to learn how to be a body and living in, more in community again as well. So, yeah. And this one you've already met, my amazing wife, beautiful wife, Suzanne, who oversees administration, conferences, facilities, and nursery. Oh, good. I get the short list. The short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. That, that is what I help with. That is what I help with. And um, um, I, too, was going to reference that dream because uh, that Brent had. Were we at Church on the Hill? I don't know where we were. And Brent, at the time that Brent shared the dream about me flying the airplane and him throwing people out on horses and stuff like that, you know, I, I wasn't ready to embrace that yet, you know? I, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm flying the plane, you know? And I, as, you know, I, I, I couldn't put my, my mind around that at this point. And um, recently at dinner a few months ago, I can't remember what it was, and an awesome pastor, Todd, where is he? He, uh, <laughs> he encouraged me. He was basically got in my face and just said, you know what, Suzanne? Yes, you are a leader. You are here for a purpose. So do it. Not exactly in those words, but he got in my face about that. I'm like, ooh, ooh. So I have, yes, I, I, it's been several years now since that dream, and I'm, um, I, I am embracing that pilot, pilot um, position. And, it, and, and yes, this baby, it, in, in that same, um, another meeting that we had that Russ referenced, um, my vision has, um, was, is um, because I'm a sci-fi and Trekkie, okay? You know, I see us as... Um, the enterprise. I see everybody, you know, in their place. Yes! Yes! Bet! Over the world! Touching the world! You know, reaching out to the world, okay? We are on that, and everybody has a place on that ship to make that ship go. Right? It has a crew. You gotta have the crew. Yes! The crew, the crew! I mean, you know, as these guys were sharing, I'm like, man, I wanna be a part of that church. And you know, you know, on the show, everybody wanted to be on the Enterprise, right? Because it was the ship, the premier ship of the fleet. And that's where they wanted to be. And I'm just like, whoa, I want to be part of that ship, you know? So, so that is my vision. That is my vision. I get to, I get to help administrate. I get to help release all these amazing leaders 
and um, to do what they do best. You know, and some of it is not glamorous. I mean, hello, who likes to file papers? Hello, no, no one likes to file papers. But it's got to be done, got to be done. So somebody does it. Somebody has to do it. Anyway, so that's my vision, that we are such a well-oiled ship going to places where no one has gone before. Yes, Lord. I, am, I have said, and, I, and again, and this has been a journey for me to really embrace that, to really say, okay, God, remember earlier I said step up to the plate? I had to say that to myself. Suzanne, step up to the plate already, okay? So I'm stepping up to the plate. I'm flying the ship. Brent's throwing everybody out of the ship, which is you guys on these amazing horses, which is power and authority. But you guys got to know how to ride the horse, right? We're going to teach you. We're, we, we believe that this is a place where we are going to learn the heart of God, know who we are, and then know what to do with what he gives us, right? And do it in such a way that it is so loving, so enticing, so just grab you that you're going to bring others with you. And they're going to want that because the Lord loves the world. And our inheritance, Jesus' inheritance is the world. And we are co 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 heirs with him. Right? So that's our inheritance too. So it's your neighbors, it's your friends, it's your co-workers, whether you like them or not. Okay? It's them. That is our inheritance, and that's what we're gonna do. So um, is that good? That's good. Is that good? It's all right. We can do this, guys. Yeah! Woo! Oh, yeah. We're on an adventure. And we are not, we are not pastoring dead people. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that? Who said that to us? Is that Graham Cook? Graham Cook. He just a one-liner threw it out there. We are not pastoring dead people. You guys are alive. You will have his spirit flowing through you. This, there is an amazing world out there. There's an amazing life to live in the Lord. You guys are alive. We are free. We are free. We are alive. Right? 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 Right. So, all right. So, um, so I'm the um, I'm the pilot's husband, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the horse throwing guy. Um, so yeah, um, I, God. Whenever you look at 
anyone through scriptures that God uses mightily. And he will use anyone who is willing. But he does start, whatever it is, he starts it with a visionary leader. Somebody who caught his heart for something. And then he begins to gather people around. That person, he or she, gathers people around them who start to build into that vision. And that's, that's what we did. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm the visionary leader, which just means my main role in this thing is to keep sharing the vision, to keep sharing God's heart. Uh, but I will tell you that everybody who decides to come along, as I said before, is part of actually shaping that vision. Um, Bill, Bill Johnson says this, and, I, and, and we're getting more and more unapologetic about who we are. Um, but Bill Johnson says, uh, if you're not... Um, what does he say? If you're not uh, coming along and interested in my vision, um, then I'm not interested in yours. Now, that might sound a little, a little uh, brutal at first. He probably said a little bit better than that. But, uh, but the point, point being is that once you begin, what, you, you find someone that carries something uh, that you can run with. And you begin to, to lay your gifts at that person's feet. And then they, in turn, turn around and say, wow, you're amazing. I want to help launch you into your destiny. That's the way it works. And then more and more people are just out doing the very visionary things that God has called them to do. So, so we, we are unapologetic about, about who we are. Um, I will say right there about gathering pastors around the Bay Area. You all know unity is a huge call in my life. It has been for a long time. And I gather pastors uh, around the whole Bay Area. And I can see, I already know in our own place, we, we, we gather at many other churches, uh, these gatherings that I'm hosting of all these pastors, even the uh, spiritual spa that we did a couple weeks ago for, for major leaders around the Bay, that once we have our own place, and I can see us having even a room that doesn't change. I mean, it's going to change a little, but you're, you're going to be able to keep things in place. We're going to bless a lot of leaders because I'll tell you, leaders need tons of encouragement. There's a lot of discouraged leaders out there. And God has put it on my heart to say, encourage them, encourage them, encourage them. So it's a big, big part of my life. Um, that's, this is a picture also of what I, what I believe Blazing Fire is supposed to be about. It, yet, because I'll tell you what happens in the Bay Area affects the world without question. And God is looking for a people that are on fire, literally on fire with his passion. And that will spread around the world. I'm going to go through this really quick because uh, we're going to get to communion. Supporting the vision. This is just out of 1 Timothy 5. It says, let the elders who perform the duties of their office uh, well be considered doubly worthy of honor and of adequate financial support, especially those who labor faithfully in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it's treading out the grain. And again, the laborer is worthy of his hire. This 1 Corinthians 9 says a very similar thing. You know, you know how often we talk about money in this church? About never. Just about never other than, okay, here are the boxes if you want to give. I just want to let you know because a lot of you probably don't know this. We actually have four full-time pastors and, and three part-time um, staff. And um, you might be thinking, gosh, how do we do that? Well, guess what? We have a lot of faithful givers who are saying we're so behind this vision we so believe in you guys and um oh i oops let me go back just a second if i can oh you know what i i, I can't go back I'll, I'll talk about this in a second but in the background was the picture of the houses that made out of money 
And, and why I think that's so significant is because, remember, we just said the house is who? It's us. And so when you're actually, what you're doing is you're supporting us to turn around and fuel your visions, um, your own houses of the things that you are called to. It's just a big cycle. We're, we're, we're actually being um, supported by you to do what we're doing, but to turn around and be a blessing to you, to turn around and be a blessing to the world so that you can be a blessing to the world. This is some of the ministries. A lot of you don't know this. We, these are some of the ministries we support. Uh, Global Legacy. Um, gosh, each, each one of these I could talk about, but I can't because of time. I'm, I'm trying to think. The Global Legacy is Bethel Church. Uh, East Bay IHOP. Um, the Global Celebration, which is Georgian and Winnie Banoff. Inlight Connection is Doug Addison. Iris Ministries is Heidi Baker. Uh, Dunamis Ministries is Bill and Carol Dew. Sukkot Halal is a 24-hour house of prayer in Jerusalem that we support. All, all these we support monthly. Uh, the San Francisco Hop. See, we're supporting places that are praying and, and calling down the kingdom. Uh, Shepherd's Gate in Livermore, awesome ministry. Um, uh, Valley Pregnancy Center um, in, in Dublin. Um, the Tree of Life in Berkeley. So we're starting to support other small churches who are saying, hey, we're trying to get, our, we're trying to get going. And, and Suzanne and I are um, really mothers and fathers to a lot of young pastors who are trying to go out and start churches. And we're like, hey, let us help you. So that's one of them. Um, in San Francisco, there's a Sixth Street mission that we support, hotel, uh, hotel ministry. There's a Tenderloin uh, in San Francisco, a ministry that we support. We, uh, we support outreaches. We, we actually give quite a lot to the teams that go to Burning Man, the New Living Expo, Sundance Film Festival, Tracy Bean Festival, Stockton Asparagus Festival, the Native American reservations that we've been blessing. And then just a whole lot of people on short-term mission trips. And then there's benevolence. So, so here's the thing is that, again, I don't talk about money a lot. But here's the thing is that God wants us to get this, that, that we, uh, we don't have lack. And that the more that we use our resources for the sake of the kingdom, I assure you this is the way it works. He says, awesome. You know, you know what this life's about. You know how short it is. You're pouring into the things that I care about. He says, let me give you more. That is honestly the way it works. And, if, and we do it as a church. I don't know. There was a while when we were kind of tracking the exact percentage. I don't think we've done that the last couple of years. But for the first five to seven years, I think we were giving about 20% of everything that came in went back out. And we weren't even trying to do that. We were just giving. We weren't like, we don't didn't have a budget and say, we're going to give this much away. We were just giving, giving, giving. And, um, and God just blesses it back. That's the way it works. So for all of you who are supporting us, I want to thank you. I truly thank you. And I want to let you know where, where a lot of your money is also going to, to a whole lot of other places. That wasn't even all the places, by the way. Blazing Fire is an airport hub. We've talked about this, which means that planes are flying in all the time. Even though there's 200 of you or whatever, 150 of you in this room, I will tell you that, that, um, that we have people that come all the time who are just coming for one night. Um, we, any given month, we may have three or four or even 500 people on, come because there's always different people coming. Thousands of people have come through this place, and that's the way we want it. We are trying to, we want to be a place where people can come and get fed and get, and find the presence of God and then go give it away, go leak out everywhere they go. But we do need people who are working in the airport hub. You can't service the planes, you can't refuel them, you can't put the food on and all that 
unless and take out the garbage, right? Sozo. Oh, okay. That was just a plug for Sozo. Let's get rid of that stuff. Okay. You can't do that stuff. Somebody has to be working in the, air, in the airport hub. And many of you have said, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of, of all the people who are coming in and out. And so that's why we have vision builders, which, by the way, is... Oh, wow. Um, the, yellow, the yellow sheets that... I don't know what that is. But anyway, the yellow sheets that are in the uh, lobby... Uh, that are now up here. I'm going to put them up here in case any of you would like them later. Um, it says this. Uh, yes, Brent and Suzanne, yes, I want to take part in fulfilling the vision of Blazing Fire Church and help build this house. I belong here and I choose to be in covenant relationship with you, with the leaders of Blazing Fire Church and with the others in this family. I commit my time, gifts, and resources to fulfilling the vision of this house. I am committed to fostering relationships of love, grace, and honor. I wish I had more time tonight, but I don't, to explain this. I think it's fairly self-explanatory. But what we're saying is um, if, if you are, are seeing the vision, if it's doing something if you, in your heart, if you're like Suzanne and saying, I want to be part of this church, which I do too, by the way. I love, I love being the pastor of a church that I want to be part of. I'm telling you. It wasn't always that way. I love Blazing Fire. I love what we're about. But if you're saying, I want to be part of that, it, this is not locking you in for life. But in a church where we're not controlling people, it's not our desire at all, how do you help people belong who want to belong? That's, and so this is the best thing we've come up with. And we said, we want you to be part of the family if you want to be part of the family. If you want to be an airplane that comes in and out twice a year, totally cool with us. But if you're saying, no, I want more than that. I want, to, I want commitment. I, I want to be in relationship with you guys. I want to be part of this. Then all we're saying is just tell us. You know, tell us you want to be part of it. One of the things, I just sent a letter out a couple days ago. I, I have it on my calendar now. I don't know about you guys, but if it isn't on my calendar, it doesn't often happen. So it's actually on my calendar now to write to all the vision builders every other week. Um, because I want, I want to keep in a lot more contact with you. Um, and so that's a letter that's going to go out. You can, if you want to get on that letter, if you sign this up, you will be on the letter, but you can also write to Russ at blazingfire.org. That is your email, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, so just Russ at blazingfire.org and just say, I'd like to be on that, on that vision builders mailing list. Um, but again, unapologetically, we're saying we need people to, to be in that airport hub. We really do. And I'm telling you, when the when the, uh, the the masses are coming, we are we need people in place. We need more and more home group leaders raised up now, not 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 later. We need it now because um, you know because they the more and more people are going to be coming. And uh, and so um, what else? Let's see where we go. Here we go. So we're um, we're going to um, take communion together. Um, I thought this was a perfect way to end because this has been a family night. And communion is all about family. Did you know that? Look at the word. It comes from common union. Did you know that? And, and you might rightfully say, well, doesn't that mean we're in, we're in common union with Christ? And I will say, absolutely, that's what it means. That's what we're celebrating. But since... You're in Christ, and you're in Christ, and you're in Christ, and I'm in Christ, and we're all one with him. Guess what? We're one with each other. We're in common union with each other. 
Um, now, before we take communion, I'll, I'll explain how we do it here just in case you're new. Um, um, we'll have, in a minute, we'll have one goblet that has uh, wine in it, too, with grape juice. So we'll tell you which one it is in case you want it or don't want, want or don't want wine. Um, but you take a piece of bread and dip it in and then, and then eat it. Um, but um, let's see. That's how you take communion. What was I going to say? Um, I don't know. I'm completely lost. Well, no. No, no, no. So we're going to take, oh, so we're going to take communion together. But first, but first, um, I want to do this. I want to actually have us um, do, do something together that is, is uh, much, you know, very symbolic of our oneness in Christ. And so in, in a second, we're going to uh, just declare a few things together. But I would like you to do it holding hands with each other. And I know a lot of you are scattered way back there, so that means like come up and hold somebody's hand. In fact, even the people, everyone stand up where you are, stand up and move across aisles or whatever you have to do. In fact, I would love it. I would love it if neither of your hands isn't holding someone. In other words, um, if you're on an end, you know, turn around and grab someone. Or if you're in the middle somewhere and you have no one, like grab two hands in front of you and there's just three hands holding each other in the same spot. Um, cause we're gonna, there really is something I'm telling you, something happens in the spirit, not only when we're, not only when we're touching each other, but when we're agreeing together in the spirit. So, so there you go. See, if you haven't figured this out, if you haven't figured this out, um, when you start holding hands, the spirit starts showing up. Go figure. It's because he likes this. He likes our unity. So we're going to go ahead and declare some things together in the spirit. All right. So everybody has a hand. All right. We're going to say this together. My body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. I am God's building, his living stone. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Together we are one in Christ. Together the whole body of Christ shows us the whole nature of Jesus. We need each other. All for one and one for all. <laughs> that last phrase, I, I know it's the three musketeers, but I'll tell you what, it's extremely prophetic. All of us for one, for Christ, we're all part of his vision. We're all part of his mission. He says, you're in me. This is all about me. And he says, guess what? Since you're in it for me and my vision, I'm in it for you and your vision. That's the way it works. So we're going to, um, I, w- I would like to ask the elders to come forward. They're going to be serving communion. Um, and so when you come forward, just, just make three lines. There's going to be three stations. After you get communion, if you'd like prayer, again, I'm going to have some of the youth who are willing in fact, I'd like the youth and the, the Bethel um, uh, retreat goers or conference goers to come and get communion first. 
and then go over to the side so that they can pray for all of you. One last thing. Go ahead and get your... Uh, oh, okay. Watch out for falling bodies. Um, um, one last thing is this. Um, Suzanne and I um, are... We are not going to serve communion, but instead um, we want to make ourselves available, especially to those of you who have never met us or you're pretty new and you'd just like to come meet us. We don't do this very often, but we just want to make ourselves available tonight. So uh, we'll just be somewhere up here. And and, uh, so if you're new here or you've never met us or barely met us or something, you just want to come say hi or get a quick prayer, then please come and meet us. All right. So I bless you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you that, that your grace is sufficient, that when you died on the cross and said, it is finished, that's exactly what you meant, that you have made us right with God. We are right with our Father. We get to run into the arms of our Papa in heavenly places any time we want to. We are complete in you, Christ, and we are one in you. And so as we take communion, we agree with our oneness with you, Jesus, and with one another. Amen. Oh, the wine is here. Grape juice here. If you have kids, go ahead and get them and bring them in to have communion with you.
sing out in the spirit in this place tonight. Lift your voice. Make a sound. Sing to the nations of the earth. Raise a voice. Raise a voice. Raise a mighty voice. Raise a voice. Yes. Yes, Lord. Raise a voice. Sing a voice to the nations of the earth. Let's sing this chorus out together again. This is what it sounds like. Every voice. Lift up a new sound. Start to make a new sound. No lyrics, just make that new sound. 